25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y Stick C The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yes, let's go. Hour number two of the show is off and running. Thanks for tuning in, however, wherever, regardless of what's going on and how busy you are. I just appreciate it so much when you tune in and when you participate and so on and so forth. So hope your Friday is off to a good start. Looking ahead to a a weekend, a long weekend. It's kind of like what Chris Brooks said earlier today, and I totally agree. It's uh, you know, Memorial Day, it, it, it's great. It's a holiday. It's a good thing. It's a holiday, but it's also a bad thing. What we're kind of commemorating on Memorial Day, and it's those that we've lost who gave their lives for us. So for that reason, though, I always look forward to Memorial Day because you know, I grew up, I was one of those kids who I, I, I had a fascination with soldiers and military. And I think a lot of it was because I have a, a granddad who was, who was not uh, killed in action or while serving, uh, he was wounded. Uh, he was a veteran. Uh, he was wounded in World War II. But growing up as a small kid, you know, seeing medals and a Purple Heart and his uniform and hearing the stories and the pictures, I developed this just, you know, every soldier was automatic hero status, especially those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. So we'll celebrate that on Monday. Won't have a show, and then we'll be back on Tuesday. All right, here in hour two, you can call me, you can text me, you can tweet me and all this stuff. And to everybody who's watching on Facebook and on Twitter, Periscope, feel free to comment and uh, I'll see everything. Hello to Ethel, who's in Meridian watching the show. Hi to you. Thanks for commenting on Facebook. Y'all text me on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. 885-ESPN. You can uh, call me on the Divinity phone. I'd love to hear your voice. 995-1059. That's a 601 number. 995-1059. Those of you that tuned into the live stream, you saw me pouring coffee into my mug. High Point Roasters in New Albany. This is the breakfast blend that I'm on right now. And I use a French press where I grind the beans, put them in the press, pour the boiling water in, press it, <clears throat> and that's where I get my coffee. Well, earlier today, I got a little, a little bit of a late start to the day because I had an early pickup at the grocery store. I went and picked up groceries. We had put in an order, and that was early. So breakfast for me was about an hour later than it normally is. And in between, so I hadn't made the, the freshest pot of coffee yet, the new one. My buddy, y'all know him. Hale State voice, Neil Price, and we started texting back and forth, and he texts me that he made some coffee in the French press this morning, and that he puts the coffee grounds in, and then for fun, he sprinkled in a little 
you know, cocoa powder, like hot chocolate powder, just a little in there with the coffee grounds and then pressed it before he put, you know, he put that in there before he put the water in. And I said, man, that sounds good. He said, it is good. He said, and it also works with about a tablespoon, maybe of cinnamon. Well, that got me. I thought I've got to try that. I've never tried something like that. Putting any kind of flavor in the coffee. I just thought, well, it'd be different. I'm going to try it. Well, I'm going to tell you. It, it does affect the taste, and it is very good. So I made the coffee. This is what I just poured out of the thermos. With, you know, the grounds are in the press, and put a little, just tiny bit of cinnamon in there with it, and pressed it. And it does affect the taste, and it's very good. But it also really affects the smell. So when you raise the glass up, and you get a whiff before you get a gulp, it really, really is, I recommend it. So, Neil, I know you listen a lot of days. Hats off to you, buddy. This may be life-changing. I wouldn't do it every day, but every now and then, whew, it is really good. Okay. All right. Enough of that going. This ain't a cooking show, is it? As promised, let me start you off here in hour two on the Country Pleasing text line. Jay in Baltimore. You know, Jay had his daughter call in the show one time. You know that? Y'all remember? She was like considering going to Ole Miss. Jay's a big state fan. Jay, my daughter, Mary Liddy, today is her last day of the second grade. It's a big day for her. And she's going to be on the show at the end of this hour if everything goes according to plan. And I'm going to put her on camera for those that are watching the live stream on Periscope and Facebook. Side note there. Jay in Baltimore says, Matt, no one has missed baseball more than me. To get my fill, I started the Ken Burns documentary on baseball, and it has been an absolute pleasure going through the history of our national pastime. The stories on Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, the Black Sox scandal, Jackie Robinson have been fascinating to hear in more detail. If you haven't seen it, it is a must. Jay, thank you for that text because I totally agree. I have it DVR'd. I'm not giving it up. You know, if it were to somehow get deleted and go away, I'd go buy it or whatever I have to do because... It is just fantastic. You know, um, for someone like me who I have an, a really an affinity for the whole documentary world, uh, I've done a few things and I'm working on some things now uh, and wanting to get into documentary filmmaking on a much bigger scale and level in the uh, months and years to come than I you know, have a great appreciation for anything that Ken Burns does. Uh, but that one in particular, because we're fans. Hey, um, Beaver, my call screen, I'm having to open it back up because I lost it for a second. Do we still have Jason hanging on? We do. All right. I want to, let's, let's bring him up. Jason, I appreciate you calling, man. What's up? Not nothing much. Um, old boy asked a question. I thought it answered. He was wanting to know what, uh, the greatest generation would thought um, about us. So uh, let's start off with assuming that I agree that they are, in fact, the greatest generation. Which you can tell by the sarcasm there that there's a question. But what they would thought, they would think we were a bunch of pansies. That they would be right. Because. Go back to what Mr. Uh, Tony Barnhart tweeted, tweeted the other day where he's showing a picture of all the uh, fans at Georgia Tech game wearing masks and all that. Mm-hmm. We 
we wouldn't be doing that. We got people arguing right now over whether it's their right not to wear a mask and all this stuff. They were, they didn't have to be six feet apart because they could be grown ups and they'd all wear their mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. And, well, and the thing about it is, Jason, you know, I thought about that too. And it's the thing is, it's one picture. And yeah. what we don't know because we didn't have media back then like we do now we didn't have social media like we do now so you don't i i don't know that we have a real accurate representation of what people's reactions were uh collectively back then i just know that like you're right at that georgia tech game in 1918 they probably said hey look you can sit wherever you want but don't touch anybody and if you come in here you need to have a mask on yeah well there's one more thing to that too not long after all that picture taking, the vaccines for polio or smallpox and polio came out. And we know based off the results that everybody took those vaccines because within 20 years of those vaccines coming out, both diseases were pretty eradicated mm-hmm. in the United States. Right. Like smallpox is to the point you can't even find it naturally anymore except one or two places in Africa every 10 years, maybe. Otherwise, it's not natural anymore. anymore. And if it pops up, they think it's a bioterrorism thing. <laughs> like somebody created it. I'll, yeah. I'll talk to y'all later. Y'all, y'all yeah. be good. Thanks, Jason. Have a great weekend out in Flagstaff. Appreciate the call. Here we go. Unnamed texter. No, this is Walking Bully. He says, I'd watch or attend every inning of an SEC baseball tournament in August. Buddy, I would too. Caleb, my buddy Caleb, who co-hosted the show with me last year from Hoover at the S- at the uh, Hoover Met for the SEC baseball tournament, y'all know Caleb. He commented on Periscope and he said, uh, "Your favorite SEC tournament game that you've witnessed," and uh, that is a great question. And I have a weird one that is is up for consideration, Caleb, and it was the game that. Zach Houston pitched against Alabama for Mississippi State, but you'd have to help me on what year that was. Was that 2014? I mean, the game might have been like one nothing. I know it's weird. I'm going to have to go back and look that up. You may remember it too, Caleb. But it was a deal where, you know, Zach Houston, this big right-hander who could throw, and he'd kind of been up and down, and he never was dominant, and he never became this like shutdown closer or out of the bullpen. And then he started a few games and he started coming on and doggone if He didn't just step out there and I mean, he was like, you know, Nolan Ryan for a night. Now he wasn't throwing 98, but he was throwing 93 for what? Eight innings or eight and a third or whatever. And just mowed him down. And next thing you know, Zach was like a 10th round draft pick after that. I don't know. It's just one that I would think of. Of course, the 17-inning game that Dad and I sat through would, I think, be very apropos as well. Grumpy on the text line says, Matt, we love Fridays with Mary Liddy. Well, yeah, she's uh, she came in earlier, and it was really funny. She had a bow in her hair. She always wears a bow up top. And uh, I said, you want to sit there? She said, yeah. She said, but I don't know if the headset, because she wears a headset when she comes on the show. She said, I don't know if this headset is going to fit over my bow. <laughs> and she was trying it on. And 
Anyway, I think we got it worked out. <clears throat> Rhett, Slippery When Rhett, says a couple of pieces of dark chocolate makes the cheapest coffee taste nicer. Yeah, I bet it does. I'm telling you, just a, a, a little bitty spoonful of cinnamon in that pot of coffee. And this right here, I mean, it's enough to like, you, you wouldn't want to make it and just let it sit there and let it smell your house up for a minute. Mm -hmm. I am for it. Caleb, okay, 2016, that was a four-to-one win. Okay, four-to-one, so he held them to one run. I didn't remember all the details. That was a game that was, you know, Dad and I sat and watched that whole thing, and we loved it. You know, and Dad's a former catcher, so kind of, you know, seeing it through the eyes of a catcher was always fun. Now, Leon, he'll see, he goes, Matt, I posted this question a couple of weeks ago, but I'm not sure if you saw it. Uh, it says about being from the from Alabama. Yeah, Leon, I did see it. I think I answered it. Uh, he asked me about being recruited and in Alabama. Yeah, I had an opportunity to go to Auburn. Didn't get a scholarship off from Alabama. Went to camps there and all that kind of stuff. Um, one of my favorite experiences uh, in high school of, again, it wasn't, it wasn't a recruiting thing, but I went to camp one summer at University of Alabama and uh, Homer Smith was the offensive coordinator there during those years. And he and I really hit it off. We kind of had this connection. I mean, I, I liked him and he liked me. And man, he worked my tail off. But myself and about three others, he would constantly kind of pull us out to the side and we'd do extra workouts with him and get extra coaching and all this kind of stuff. And um, um, he, he never offered me a scholarship while he was the coach at Alabama. But I really enjoyed going to camps there and and kind of getting to know him. And interestingly enough, I had the opportunity to go to Auburn, but I never went to a camp there. Just was recruited there. Um, and that kind of thing. Went to camps at Mississippi State. Really enjoyed that. <clears throat> uh, never went to a camp at Ole Miss. Of course, you're talking about a million years ago when camps and all that stuff was much different. It just was. Hogs Owl says, Thank you for being so level-headed. What you said is so true that the truth is somewhere in the middle. By the way, your best interviews are with your precious daughter. Well, that tells you all you need to know, that it's not about the person asking the questions that makes interviews interesting. <laughs> it's the people giving the answers. And yeah, there's, you know, good interviewers have the ability to maybe highlight the answers of who they're interviewing, and they figure that out over time. The worst interviews, Hog Jowl, isn't it? Isn't it the worst interviews are the ones where the person asking the questions thinks it's all about them? It's like I'm do, I'm asking the questions, but it's my time to shine, buddy. <laughs> and the questions are long-winded and disingenuous, and those are terrible interviews. The good ones are where really the person asking the questions just a couple of words and just get out of the way. It's kind of like an MC at an event. I'm telling you, there is there are a few things that get under my skin worse than when I attend an event or need to attend or have to attend an event. And we have a guest speaker, you know, we have maybe awards or some awards, but there's an MC. And the MC, whose job is merely to string together the important events and people, but the MC thinks it is their time to shine and it's their opportunity to talk. And the MC is the show. <laughs> Buddy, <clears throat> I can't stand it. 
And I, I've been asked to MC events before. And I've even wondered, sometimes I think people might be a little disappointed in the job I do emceeing because I almost say nothing. <laughs> I see it as my job to take this schedule of events and get it going and get it finished on time. Hogjowl agrees. D Manning says 2006 Mark, the, the Mark Wright bomb game. Remind me of that, D Manning. Hey, and many years ago, I was in Hoover and saw with my own eyes when Brian Petway from uh, Brian Petway from Warren Central, right? Yep, went to Warren Central High School, played at Ole Miss, was on those good Ole Miss teams with Stephen Head and Charlie Babineau and who else were on those teams? Of course, you had Seth Smith on those teams. And Petway hit a home run at the SEC tournament in Hoover that is still traveling somewhere in the universe. It went over whatever big scoreboard and wall they used to have in center field and rattled in those pine trees out beyond the stadium before it ever came close to hitting the ground. Saw it with my own eyes. I mean just absolutely tattooed. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Okay. Sean agrees. He commented over here on Twitter. He said so many radio hosts over explain a question because they have an answer they want to hear. So they lead the interviewee. I am terrible about that. I've done that a lot, Sean. Um, I I've even tried to make myself remember before interviews that there's gotta be a happy medium of if you're asking a question, okay, it's it, as few words as possible. To get the question asked is what you need to do and get out of the way. And then secondly, still having the freedom to interact with them. Like yesterday, uh, Coach Miller was on, and he started by telling me a story that he remembered about when I played against Kentucky, and he had heard Coach Mummy say something about it. And So in that situation, I just kind of forget that I'm interviewing somebody and just talk to him the same way I would if we were talking about it out on the street somewhere. But then when it comes to Q&A, uh, just don't ask long-winded questions and don't feel the need to qualify. That's another big thing about interviewing, Sean, is when you're interviewing someone, even if you know the answer, try to put yourself in a mindset of understanding uh, that not everybody knows the answer. So you ask questions that everybody would want asked. Caleb says on Twitter and Periscope, my favorite SEC tournament game is going to be my first one I attended, 2005 championship game, MSU versus Ole Miss. Caleb, was that the game where, who was the pitcher for State? Brett, what was his name? Was it Cleveland? Or do I have, who, when he, when he got the final out, he threw his glove down on the mound and he's stomping around celebrating and they and and Thomas Berkery was catching, I think, maybe, and he went out and bear hugged him. I think it might have been who that was. Hey, look at here. And Keith on Facebook says, uh, shout out to my wife Susan. She married me 22 years ago today. Happy, happy, happy. Jesus wins every day, especially when this Life on planet Earth is over. Yeah, Keith, happy anniversary, man. Happy anniversary. Yep, okay, it was Brett Cleveland. 
Yeah, I can picture that in my mind. And you, I, I don't even remember. Did that set an attendance record at that time? That game, I thought it did. The fact that you had State versus Ole Miss in the SEC tournament championship, I think it did set an attendance record. What an incredible event that was. Okay, uh, D. Manning is explaining. He said the Mark Wright bomb game from 2006, Ole Miss versus Vanderbilt, nine to three, and Mark had five or six RBIs in that game. You know, they had some good teams before that, D. Manning, but those Mike Bianco teams in about 03, 04, 05, that's really what kind of started it all for him and for that program, isn't it? Right? I mean, it really was. It wasn't late 90s when when Brad Henderson was playing, and he was an unbelievable player, all-time leading hitter, but it really was about, oh, I mean, again, just trying to remember it, when did Ole Miss really get it started in baseball? It would have been about 04, the, the guys I mentioned, Petway, Head, Wright, who you're talking about. Who was the uh, shortstop? Was it Tolbert played short? You had um, Coglin on some of those teams maybe, or he might have been a year or two after. But you had Babineau who hit home runs on that team. I mentioned Petway. You had uh, several uh, pitchers, including uh, their Friday night guy, who his name was Mark also, wasn't it? Mark something, who got drafted highly by the Cubs. I mean, that that was the, the team that ultimately had a super regional with Texas and kind of got everything started, it seemed like, for that program. Good memories of the SEC tournament. Okay, I'm going to give you that Ed Orgeron story coming up next. I promised I would. It's coming, so stay with me. Back on the show. Rolling along with you here in hour number two on this Friday. Mary Liddy is due up in the studio coming up in about, oh, what, 15 minutes or so from right now. So look forward to that because today is technically and officially the last day of the second grade uh, for her. It's a big deal. She loved and loves, uh, I should say, you know, her teacher, her classmates. Uh, it has been the neatest, coolest, and cutest thing to watch them have these uh, video hangouts on the computer where they're all on the screen and they can see each other's faces and the teacher's in the middle and they they talk to each other and they kind of each get their chance to go over some stuff and talk about what they've been doing. And Of course, and there's been a lot of school work to complete as well online and my wife and we could do hours of radio talking about all those things um, and what that's been like. And I know everybody's gone through the same stuff. So looking forward to talking to Mary Lydia and coming up, coming up in just a bit. Real quick, uh, two, three things here, and then I'm going to give you the Ed Orgeron story. I, I just found it interesting about he and, and Joe Brady, who left and is now with the Panthers. I, I didn't know this. It was reported the other day uh, kind of how their breakup happened, and I want you to be aware First, though, on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Text me at 885-ESPN. 
Uh, unnamed texture says, do you think the other conferences will follow suit and not have to alter the schedule? So the SEC voted today that any SEC school can resume on-campus uh, workouts and physical activities for fall sports beginning on June the 8th. If they want to begin on June 8th, they can. Now, they have to follow guidelines. Each university has to decide and set what those guidelines will be regarding social distancing, wearing masks, who can touch what, how many people in a room, you know, those kinds of things. But as a whole, the conference said, well, all right, June 8th, we can all come back and set our own rules and begin then if we want to. So will other conferences follow suit? Yes. Yes, they will. As per usual, is that the right? As usual, per usual, as per usual. <laughs> I think I made that last one up. As usual, the rest of the country will follow the SEC on this. The, the What I'm about to say is a true statement. Some people will turn their nose up at it. And that's okay. I'm just going to say something that is a fact. The importance of athletics in the Southeastern Conference and the footprint, along with the competitiveness collectively among 14 fan bases, means that the SEC is always seemingly out in front on anything regarding athletics, especially football. They're out in front. They're first. They're thinking about it before everybody else is because of the importance and the competitiveness. So the others will follow suit. Then the question will be, who can follow suit? California, they may not have a choice because the government may have certain things in place that hamper all of the universities from being able to do it. So maybe the Pac-12 is a different animal. I don't know, but they will. ACC will, Big Ten will, Big 12 will. Big 12 probably be next, don't you think? That's what I think. Big 12 probably is the next one to do something like that. Yeah, Brett Cleveland, thank you. That was who we were trying to think of, the pitcher. And then finally, uh, Jason in Flagstaff says, by the way, that book, The Great Influenza, he says, everyone wore a mask because they had to. The public demanded it without a nutball like what did he say like alex jones on the internet a bunch of mushy-headed commentators and their audiences getting paid to be the turds in the punch ball <laughs> thanks jason <sighs> okay <clears throat> lsu i need music where's where's me an lsu fight song or something how about chinese bandits Did that do it Joe Brady left LSU to go to the Carolina Panthers. He was with LSU for one year. He is largely credited with this transformation in the LSU passing game that elevated those receivers to first-round draft picks, elevated Joe Burrow to the Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall draft pick, and elevated LSU into the national championship. Joe Brady, young guy. In his 30s, unmarried, he's credited with it. And as soon as they won the national championship, whoosh, gone. <clears throat> Greener pastures 
now going to be the offensive coordinator for the NFL's Carolina Panthers. This is what I want you to know. Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger did an interview. Got strong. He's in Baton Rouge, strong ties, knows Ogeron personally, covers him really well, always has, did so when he was with The Advocate. And he wrote this piece, and it's all about Bo Pelini taking over as uh, the defensive coordinator because Dave Aranda, you know, left LSU after the championship, became a head coach at Baylor. But in the story, he got into the topic of Joe Brady, a one-hit wonder with LSU going back to the NFL, and the fact that he left the way he left. Here's what it says. He described him as, quote, the wonderkind guru who left LSU to take the offensive coordinator job with the Carolina Panthers. What is that? Is it wonderkind or wonderkind? And what does it even mean? It's a word I don't know. Anybody know? Wonder, wonder, kind. Heck, man, I guess. A person who achieves great success when relatively young. Okay, wonder kind. Here's what he wrote. Ed Orgeron expected Brady to remain on the staff. 30-year-old had even signed a memorandum of agreement. That's a document that binds him to a contract with the school. But it also included a clause allowing him to leave for a college head coaching job or the professional ranks. I know for a fact that 30-year-old Joe Brady got to talk to schools about college head coaching jobs. A day after the national championship went over Clemson, listen to this. Orgeron learned of Brady's departure on the 90-minute bus ride from the championship site in New Orleans to Baton Rouge. The quote is from Matt Orgeron, quote, I found out from somebody else that it was going on. Coaches never um, liked the idea that somebody was not totally loyal to them. All the success, a national championship, all this recognition, so young, 30 years, years old, unmarried, immediately the opportunity to go to the NFL to be an offensive coordinator at 30 years old, on the bus ride home from the national championship, Ed Orgeron, the head coach, learned about it, but not from Joe Brady himself. How do you feel about that? Is it unusual? Unfortunately, it's not. Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. Gator Greg doing a little Gator chomp. What's up, Greg? Interesting to see uh, the uh, Brady uh, uh, connection. It, it, Mr. White, it seemed like it just was a, maybe it could have been just a perfect storm. Mm -hmm. uh, he, you know, Brady was an NFL assistant with the Saints. Murph, Sean Payton, and uh, Carmichael down there took some of those concepts and may have been one of the first to run that. So it may have been maybe unique. Uh, but also, this is probably, you know, maybe some of the most talented players that they've ever had right. uh, down there. Mm -hmm. And even even defensively, even they may have not been up to what we're used to seeing LSU, they still had maybe six, seven, eight 
defensive players uh, that were taken in the draft. So, you know, I think it was a perfect storm. Maybe not surprised, and then maybe from the college side, I just don't see just say uh, many power fives. I think at least the upper tier or the mid tier, you just couldn't take a chance. I know you said he got interviews and stuff, but I don't know if you can take a chance on a guy. When's the last time we've seen somebody that, you know, you didn't have a little bit of a recruiting background or just one year yeah. uh, as a coordinator get a, you know, a major head coaching job? Well, and think about this, with- Greg. Think about this. He, with everything that he had done and certainly had accomplished at that point, he would have been sort of a splash hire as a head coach for somebody in college football. But I think in reality, nobody can hire as their head coach, not in the Power Five, you can't hire as your head coach a 30-year-old who is unmarried, who basically had coached at the Division One level for one year. Does that make sense? Like he, he was just... Even with all the splashiness, nobody could hire him as their head coach. Not in not in Division One. Well, Mr. White, you have a good show. I appreciate you. I hear the music. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Y'all, that is a pro caller right there. That's a five-star radio caller who knows when the music starts. That means it's time we gotta wrap it up. <laughs> That's Gator Greg. Appreciate the call, Greg. Always good to hear from you. Coming up next, a real treat. My eight-year-old daughter, the star of the show, Mary Liddy, will be here to join us in the studio because today is the official last day of second grade. That's coming up next. Stick around. Back on the show, live in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. And we have a special, special treat today. In fact, in my opinion, this person deserves her own round of applause for coming onto the show. My daughter, my sweet eight-year-old daughter, Mary Liddy Wyatt. Welcome to the show, Mary Liddy. Thank you. You hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. And you hear yourself okay? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, there's a reason I want to talk to you. It's because today is officially the last day of second grade. Well, um, what does that mean? Like, because you've been home, it's just the last day of what? Work? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say the last day of work, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is the last day of school, and... Um, but it's not really, but we're not really at school. Yeah, so. right. I'm sad that um, I don't get to be at school on my last day of school. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so, yeah. you, but you are going up to the school building though, right? Yeah, but we're not going to go inside. Mama's just going to take a picture of me with um, in front of the school. Mm-hmm. And um, we found a, my mom found a party popper. From my, <laughs> from my, I think seventh or eighth birthday, mm-hmm. 
and um, we forgot about them, <laughs> and uh, so we um. You're gonna do it. We're gonna yeah. do it outside. Oh, I, see. I think someone gave it to me, okay. gave them to me for my birthday present. Or we just bought them for the party and never used them. <laughs> yeah. So, so we held on we to never, it. Yeah. Well, and it's really crazy that y'all found it. You weren't looking for it. No. Right? Like you we weren't just, looking for it. You just happened to find it. Yeah. I didn't find it. My mom found it. Oh, so, okay. I yeah. see. Okay. I didn't find it. <laughs> well, I have to ask you, are you in any way sort of sad that it's the final day of second grade? Uh, answer that question okay so you, <laughs> well i mean i'm sad that i don't wait it's there, okay there we go i'm sad that i don't get to um be at school on my last day of school because it was my first year at school and i really feel bad for the people in fifth grade because fifth grade is the highest um grade in my school, at your school. and they didn't even get to finish their last um year at longhorn right, right. so Next year, they're going to go to, like, TCPS or Milam, and they don't even get to spend their last um, time at. Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know what you (laughs) mean. I couldn't say it. So the next time that they go to a classroom will be at an entirely new school, a new building, a new everything. Yeah. But not for you, because when you go back, you'll be third grade, but at Lawhorn. At Lawhorn. Which you're wearing your Lawhorn shirt. Yeah. Is that on purpose or just a coincidence that you Oh, well... I had this, I had my last class Google Meet with our special, special teacher, specials, like mm-hmm. special, specials <laughs> teacher <laughs> and yeah. our, which is like every day we have like art or media or CE or PE mm-hmm. and yeah. And, um, my art teacher and my life in the library, um, our media teacher, um, came. Okay. Those, um, Miss, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mary Liddy on your radio. Today's the last day of second grade for her. And uh, so uh, she and her mom, uh, my wife, the homecoming queen, they're going to load up. They're going to go by the school. They have a couple of things that go. I think they may take a picture. We're going to celebrate with um, a, a party popper that we found. We pulled it off. It's going to pop and go everywhere and make a big mess. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. But we're not going to do it inside. We're going to do it outside. outside. That's but right. it might be even harder to pick up since the ground is wet well we'll just hit it with a lawnmower and not, worry about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not worry about it now you um you woke up to a surprise though this morning what happened uh so i woke up and mama and you came in my room and i saw mama and there was this like bright light all above her face and i'm like does she have a flashlight or a lantern and then they came in she was glowing were, like an angel like yeah. glowing <laughs> and um they had a plate, and two donuts were stacked up, and there were um, um, candles with rainbows on them. <laughs> two candles with rainbows on them for, like, two candles for second grade. Like, it's a second grade. Right. So, yeah, and um, I didn't get to eat the top donut because wax. Yeah, some wax from the candle got onto the donut. <laughs> onto the donut. That's why I we had two donuts. One. Yeah. <laughs> With two donuts. Wait, did, is that actually why y'all had two donuts? I don't know. It just worked <laughs> out that way. Oh, I just thought of it. It's because second grade. At two. Two for Everything second grade? Everything two. Everything two. <laughs> <laughs> and we sang 
kind of a, a different version of happy birthday. We just said happy Gradu- second grade graduation day to you, and which is hard happy to second, say. But second grade, I can't even say it's like a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> happy second grade graduation day. Um, people are happy watching. Happy second grade graduation day to I you. I can't. I, I kind of did it. Well, I here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, Mary Liddy. You are okay. So today is like the last day of school, meaning summer officially begins tomorrow going forward but what's different about it you've been home anyway what's going to be different no work (laughs) (laughs) and no um, school work (laughs) no school work but i i mean it is kind of it is fun to do like like math and for for me it's fun right i actually learned how to do um multiplication and division uh, really? But I don't know. <laughs> you didn't. We tell you. Wait a minute. You, you know how to do multiplication and division? <laughs> when, but, did, when did you learn this? Why did I not know you were learning? We told you. You just don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do the best I can. But look, be honest with me right here. I want to ask you a serious question. <laughs> I don't think she's watching, but she may watch later. Serious question. How? <laughs> What kind of teacher has your mommy been? You can, a good teacher. She's been very good. Yeah, she's she's like she's like a good teacher. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What's that been like though? I mean, it's interesting because your teacher. Your mom is, is your teacher. <laughs> I know, but your teacher at school is named Miss Wyatt. And literally, and here, <laughs> if my mom was a teacher, she would be Miss Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, let's just say this here on the last day of second grade. Let's we look forward to third grade. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good summer and all that. We are a little sad, though, that you didn't get to see Miss Wyatt and your classmates as much. Let's name the things that you're going to miss about second grade. What are those? Um, probably I'm probably going to miss doing like the like being in my class and like just sitting at my desk, literally, just sitting at my desk. And sometimes since, so this time has helped us realize that we take things for granted. Cause like sometimes if you're like going somewhere like to school or to like on a trip or something to your family and you're like, I don't want to go. Um, this has made us realize that we can't go and we do like miss all of it. Mm-hmm. Miss so, being able to yeah, go. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna miss just like sitting at my desk and like the cafeteria and pretty much everything. Yeah. So yeah. And you'll get to see it soon. Yes. You know? uh, maybe you get to see it again uh, next year in the third grade. Yeah, I will. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. Well, Mary Liddy, uh, it's been a a neat year, and I and I would say to anyone watching, um. You know, I I really would hope that they understand what a great school you were able to go to. Yeah. Uh, Just a fantastic, great people and teachers, and you love them, and they love you, and I know you're going to miss it. All right, so summer plans. Do we have summer plans? (laughs) Do we? Um, I think um, um, at, like, close to, like, the end of May, we're going to go to Vicksburg, I think. Uh Vicksburg is where... 
the whole side of my mom's family lives right. four hours away <laughs> four hours that's right <laughs> i miss my cousin um and my little cousin and my grandmother and everyone over there yeah. i really miss my cousin a lot yeah. i yeah. really miss her and we're gonna see him soon <laughs> oh my goodness i can only imagine when you and Mary Beckett, only nine months apart, yeah. first cousins. Her name's Mary Beckett, my cousin. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, I call her You're B. like s sisters from another mister. That's what y'all are. Y'all, <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine the hugging and the screaming and running around that's going to happen when you see her for the first time <laughs> yeah. in months. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. Even Trace, you, you miss Trace? Her yeah. little brother? Yeah. I miss him. Yeah, we miss I him I miss too. everyone. <laughs> well, we're going to have a good summer. I'm sure there'll be a trip to the beach in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we're off. We're off to the summer. Yep. Last day of second grade. When I would drop you off to school, the last thing we would say to each other is, see ya. We, uh, we, I say vanilla. Okay, let's do it. Vanilla. All right, let's just, let's just tell everybody. We have a routine. You say... Vanilla. I say chocolate. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. See ya. See ya. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do. So to the second grade, we say... See ya. See ya. <laughs> and to everybody on the radio, we say... See ya. See ya. Have a great weekend. Have a great Memorial Day on Monday. And uh, for Mary Liddy, I'm Matt. For Beaver, everybody... We'll be back on Tuesday here on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. See y'all then. Yay! Bye-bye! <laughs> Bye! -bye. Bye.